the, the Fitzy and Whipper podcast. It was a big Sunday night in sport. Wow, he made it to the Wimbledon final. And Nick Kyrgios got off to a great start, winning the first set 6-4. Unfortunately, Novak Djokovic went on to win the next three sets to claim the Wimbledon final. And one man who has spent a bit of time with Nick Kyrgios over the last couple of weeks, Tony Jones from Channel 9. He joins us now. Tony, you beautiful man. Tony. Hey, guys. How are you going? Good to talk to you. Mate, great to have you on the show. We just want to talk about the energy, too, going into this uh, final. I mean, sure, Nick Kyrgios was an outsider and sort of won his way into this Grand Slam final, but was there an air of anything could happen here? This is exciting. Absolutely there was, because uh, whilst he was the outsider, he had this real belief in himself and also the fact that, you know, he sort of like built this air of confidence, this air of invincibility to a certain degree. And he had this, you know, sort of combative relationship with the media. So that sort of fueled him as well. And that's why we see when he's on the tennis court, he's, you know, he's cracking them with his box. Uh, mm. I mean, hey, we've all got kids. Would you sit there as a father <laughs> and leave not to actually carry on like that and talk to you? I mean, seriously? Yeah. Um, so he, he, he does dig deep and he creates these dramas in his own mind which generally has the desired effect. But you can't counter someone like Novak Djokovic. No. It's more than that. Um, Tony, I've never seen an Australian athlete split this country more than Nick Kyrgios. It's 50-50. You either love him or you hate him, right? But, you know, we only see the highlights. We see him blowing up, smashing rackets, having a go at people in the crowd because they've had 700 drinks. Um, but, Tony, you've got to sit down with Nick Kyrgios. And, and I know you've done some great interviews with him the, over the last couple of weeks, but what's he like off when when the mics are off, how do you go with him? Well, look, they're not they're not long and drawn out conversations, but I will say this, right? And, and I've been one of his harshest critics, but I will say he's very sensitive. Yep, he's very gentle, and I, I've found that on occasions when there have been media conferences where you know the journo's, particularly from uh, the British media, have got yeah. stuck into him, yeah. he comes into the little room where we do ours, and he's genuinely hurt by it. Like I remember. Very early in the piece, he had a crack at one of the lines, lines and he said, oh, you know, he's about 80. Yeah. You know, their, their, their eyesight's no good. Yeah. And he came into the room and he just sort of said, am, am, I, am I wrong? You know, and I said, well, you are. Yes, you are. I mean, there's 15-year-olds that wear glasses, you know, and he goes, yeah. And then he just sort of slumps, the shoulders slump, and he pulls his hat down over his face. Which <laughs> Didn't is think about that. Like, you know, I'm going to hide from the world now. <laughs> um, but I... I think he's. Uh, I think he's a, he's a sensitive soul. There's no doubt about that. But you know, if if you if you're that sensitive, then don't bring it upon yourself in many ways. No. Well, see, the other one that we need to bring up with your tone, because you know, last night Novak Djokovic spoke really highly of Nick Kyrgios and said, "Mate, you're an amazing tennis player. You, I think we're going to see you in Grand Slam finals in in the future." But then, tone, have a listen to this, because Nick Kyrgios was asked this after the match. I was going to say, your first Grand Slam final here at Wimbledon, has it made you hungry for more? Absolutely not. I'm so tired, <laughs> honestly. There's a level where he doesn't really... I mean, he's always said that he's not going to train as hard as your Federer's and your Nadal's and stuff like that. And I, I think that's what people get riled up about because he's got the talent, but he just doesn't want to take it to the next level. No, that's right. And the thing is, the thing is that, you know, like when they were practicing on the practice court yesterday, Novak Djokovic almost had a football team with him, right? He, he's got, yep. he's got physios, he's got assistant physios, assistants for the assistant physios, right? Mm -hmm. And then you look at the adjoining court where you've got Nick Kyrgios, two mates, and his sister. 
Yeah, yeah and that's the thing. Yeah, it's like it's like some tennis tournament at Rooty Hill, <laughs> and you just think to yourself, "Well, hang on, no, it, it really is Wimbledon." But if he if he ever got serious, and if he ever got a coach, then who knows what Nick Kyrgios would be? But the interesting thing was that in one of the interviews we did, he said that if he actually had won Wimbledon, and he, he reiterated this tonight, mm-hmm. that. He probably would have retired because he said, you know, that's what he's been brought up all his life is about Wimbledon. It's the be-all and end-all. And if he had have won it, then there was absolutely nothing else to prove. But, um, guys, can I tell you, the the one person I worry about tonight on the back of this game, and I do worry about him, is uh, little Prince George. He heard words today he's never heard in his life. Oh, he got an education, did he? I just think (laughs) he... Look, there is a suggestion, a very genuine suggestion, very credible, that at one stage Kate told George to put his hands over his ears really? because uh, some of the some of the language was getting fruity so I don't know maybe Will said look it's a bit like Uncle Harry alright so you just sort of put up with it and uh, you know what will be will be she had to go home and explain that there's this really small island called oh. Australia it's a long way away <laughs> and the people there say things that sound very nasty I mean that's not as bad as explaining things about Prince Andrew that's for sure <laughs> Tony well, that's that's a story for another day. But um, yeah, look, it was uh, look, it was great. I mean, look, uh, yeah, little George was there. I don't know he's going to be a tennis fan. He looked bored, senseless for most of it, and uh, the whole the whole vibe was great around here. It's a, a rock star environment. You know, you have Tom Cruise. You know, Rebel Wilson was hanging around yesterday. So it, it's a great it's a great environment. I've not covered Wimbledon before. It looked awesome. But it really took my breath. It really took my breath away. Are you wearing your Jordans and, and, your, and your Nike flight red hat with you, Tony, now as well? You've been walking around Wimbledon like that? Yeah, look, I'm not entirely sure Nike would be impressed with me walking around with their products on. Um, it's, not a, it's not a great ad for them. <laughs> so, Tony more of a hush know. puppies kind of guy, Tony. <laughs> no, more of your more of your rivers, actually. Oh, rivers, now. maybe a pair of sketches. <laughs> hang on a minute, hang on a minute. I bought a pair to come over here, and my children, who are in their twenties, were absolutely appalled. Awesome. Right? Sorry, is there something wrong with sketches? Oh, no, there's not, good. mate. I've been wearing Crocs. Tony, Don't worry about it, Tony. Tony, that sums your fashion up, mate. If you're taking sketches over to Wimbledon. You need to have a rest. <laughs> I'm mortified. That is not fair. Mortified. That is not I, fair. I thought I was cool. No, no you are, mate. You Tony, are. Tony, great coverage, mate. Well done. We appreciate We know how busy you are this morning. Appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on, buddy. The Fitzy and Whipper Podcast.